everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adoranti, and joining me on the podcast today. No. Okay, sorry. No, it's a special episode of the podcast today. We are with the three girls, one blog crew. <laughs> Julie Langwan, Kelsey Dunlop, give it up for them. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for coming to my podcast. You're welcome. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I thought you were thanking them. Super excited. (laughs) Oh, you thought I was like, thank you for listening today. No, we do that at the end of the show. Oh, thanks for having us. Thank you so much much for coming. Love this guava juice. We're a couple glasses of wine and champagne deep, and we're full of food, and we're ready to talk about ghosts. (laughs) <laughs> spooky things I know I'm so excited um, so I have okay one of the stories that we're going to tell today is a story that I've been like mentioning without telling the story which is the happening that happened to me and Julie at the same time and then Julie's going to tell some ghost stories Kelsey's got none and she's here for <laughs> moral support support for reactions I've got a listener email that I'm going to talk about or that I'm going to read and then the hometown haunt. So I don't know. You guys have both probably never listened to my podcast, but what Rude, I we're do, avid fans. You're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid it'll bring more omens. Literally no one, none of my friends listen to it. Like only people I don't know. It's better that way. They're like, oh, Marie's doing a thing again. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing it well. Here she is. Okay. Um, and then, so yeah, I, I checked to see what city listened to me the most since my last episode. And then I find like a famous haunting from their town and I tell the story of oh, that fun. haunting. So the hometown haunt is from San Antonio, Texas today. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm already spooked. <laughs> Julie and Kelsey are my friends from college. Uh, they were part of my crew with Chad Brown, who was on this. Yes, this is Chad. Yes, this is Chad, who was on this podcast okay. not that long ago. And <laughs> Kelsey just fist pumped for him. It was very festive. And um, the three of us had a column in the school paper called Three Girls, One Column. It was an advice column. And then we did a blog afterwards, and the blog is, it is there. (laughs) It's there. We've not posted, and I don't think we ever will again, but that's fine. So now I have a podcast for my creative outlet, because this is what I need in my life. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so we will start with, I think, the listener's email that I have here. So... The subject line is thank yous and spooks. And I was like, that sounds like a subject line Julie would send to me. (laughs) That's why I just leaned over to see. (laughs) So hi, Marie. My name is Alejandra. Uh, I'm from Calgary. And I have to tell you that I love your podcast. It's the best podcast I could find with paranormal happenings. I wonder if she knows Chad. 
I just wanted to say that what you do is fantastic and please keep doing it. I'm seriously dreading that my binge listening will come to an end very soon as I am on episode 23. Your energy is amazing and please say hi to your lovely co-host Victoria. I legit squealed when she followed me back. I'm such a fangirl for you too. Victoria has been missing for weeks. I don't know where she is, you guys. I don't mean literally missing. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great one. Uh, I don't mean literally missing. She's just busy. Okay, it's fine. But I I think she's coming over next week. And so I'm going to like force her to record an episode with me anyways. Um, But I'll tell her. And she says... (laughs) I legit squealed when she followed me back. I'm such a, oh, I already said that. I'm such a fangirl for you too. I do have a spooky story and I'm not really sure how to tell because I'm still in the process of researching what's happening. So I will try to follow a chronological order. It starts out really slow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. My dog is snoring. I don't know if that's Okay, Uh, I will try to follow a chronological order. It starts out really slow, but there's a big change by the end. Sorry in advance if some parts don't make sense. I'm just laughing at your confused face looking at my dog. Which is convulsing. Abby, you're fine. No snoring. You're fine. Uh, The first one I can remember was when I was about seven and I still lived in Montreal. Montreal. I used to sleep in a bed that used to be a bunk bed. One night, who knows why, I decided to sleep on the floor instead of my bed. I fell asleep easily, but I woke up in the middle of the night. I dismissed it for most time after as sleep paralysis, but when I opened my eyes, there was a figure of a young man sitting cross-legged at my feet. Oh, God. It was like a shadow with tiny red lights floating around the shadow. That's spooky. I looked at it, and it never moved. I could just feel it staring at me. It wasn't scary at first, but it started making me uncomfortable. I closed and opened my eyes, and it was still there until I closed my eyes and, and uh, I guess, and started repeating that I wanted it to go away until it did. Every time I felt this energy, I have had so many deja vu. If you know anything about this, please let me know or send me some links. When I was little, I also had dreams that predicted a nearby future, and my parents always celebrated it like a wonderful thing. It didn't happen often, but still something nice. I wonder if your parents are like, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie where they're like... In a cult. <laughs> also, they're like, oh, we're a coven. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> she is the chosen one of the coven. That noise is my cat's playing in the background. <laughs> uh, okay. Once I moved to Calgary, we lived in a house <laughs> that was new. However, I slowly felt, are you okay in this home? Abby gets really upset when the animals start playing because she's like, knock it off. Mom's recording the podcast. You can't do this. (laughs) Okay. Once I moved to Calgary, we lived in a house that was new. However, I slowly felt a heavy cloud build up in my house. I couldn't, I could not walk past mirrors and I could not sleep soundly in my room. The energy felt like it was burning the walls. It was like a heavy blanket of negative energy constantly following me. One night where I did fall asleep, I had a dream where I was looking down on myself sleeping. I started softly calling... I, it started softly calling, oh, I started softly calling my name to wake myself up. It started feeling like I was back in my body and the peaceful voice that was trying to wake me up started feeling like something evil and I couldn't feel myself in the voice anymore. 
I opened my eyes and I could still hear the voice. The house I lived in made me so uncomfortable, but I was the only one in my family that could feel it. I used to work at a Christian camp. One night uh, that we had been sharing scary stories at the camp, we decided to all sleep in the same bed because we were so scared. I couldn't fall asleep. And when everyone, else, uh, when everyone was asleep, the room felt windy. I looked to the girl sleeping beside me and something that looked angelic descended from the roof to hug her. It was white and had long hair and long clothing that flew with the wind. But when it came up from the hug, it looked dead and scary. Oh, God. I woke up and I saw the same thing again. The next morning, I told my friends and one of them told me that the night before that she had seen that as I was sleeping or that I was sleeping in a bunk bed, with something man with, with some some what sorry i had told my friends and one of them told me that the night before the night before that she had seen that as i was sleeping in a bunk bed something with a manly and big figure had gone up the stairs of the bunk bed and was prompt propped up and was watching me sleep okay That's i got so it scary. I asked her why on earth she would tell me something like this and that i wasn't going to be able to sleep ever again well no shit on my second summer of working there, I had gone to sleep in the cabin with, with my group of kids. Everything was part of the routine until I woke up and looked beside me to see the time. It was 2.55 a.m. and when I looked up from the clock, I saw a figure that appeared to be a girl around the age of my campers. Mm. That's the witching hour. Mm. I couldn't tell which girl it was, but I brushed it off and I told her she didn't need to wake me up to go to the washroom and she could go if she needed to. She didn't move. She just kept looking down at me. I kept staring at the figure and I was like, for fuck's sakes, not again. And I kept looking at her. She slowly faded until I could see the wall behind her. I just thought I didn't have time to get scared. So I just moved to my back and started staring at the ceiling to fall back asleep. I was looking at the light of the smoke alarm blinking until I saw it detach from the alarm and start floating around the room. Oh, God. I know. I felt the like that is a fire. Like, if, if a fire broke out, well, like how it. would they know? The fire alarm is detached. It's floating. it's floating around the room, trying to get away. I felt the blanket of negative energy settle, and I couldn't stand it, so I took my phone and ran the fuck out of that room. Good, good idea. Grab your phone. I went down the stairs and opened the door to another room where more leaders were sleeping. As I was trying to wake the leader up, one of, oh, this is so scary. One of the campers sat up from her bed and said, I know you're here and fell back into her bed. I just looked back to my friend's bed and spoke louder to wake her up. I told her about her camper talking to me and she brushed it off that she was a sleep talker. I went to talk to the director about this and he told us a short story about a drawing that I will not add in this email, but I will add it to another one. So it's not as long if you want to read about it. Yes. Send me, send it to me. And me. And Julie. And also me. And also Kelsey. Send it to three girls, one blog. <laughs> <laughs> that email's not active. Don't do yeah, that. <laughs> don't send it to that email. Um, he did tell me that I could, that I could talk to a woman that was visiting the camp. She told me to put some oil in the room and to pray it off. She told me that it, I had a gift and that I could see things that others couldn't. She told me that what I was seeing and was following had most likely attached itself to me because of an adult doing... See? What did I say at the beginning of this email? Because of an adult doing some spooky summonings or putting curses and such on someone in my family. And that, and that as I was a kid at the time, it easy, easily attached itself to me. She had me pray it off of my family and that was that. 
I recently asked my mom if she believed in anything paranormal, and she told me that she believes in energies. She told me of how once she was talking to her best friend in the living room as my dad slept upstairs. She told me how they suddenly felt as if they were being watched, and when she turned and looked to the stairs, she could see a pair of eyes piercing through the darkness and staring at them. She later asked a priest friend about this, and he told her that it was my father's that my father's energy was incredibly strong, but that hers was stronger, which is why she was able to see and feel it. He explained that while he laid in bed, he desired to know what my mom was doing downstairs, so his energy was able to manifest itself. My mom told me that my father, who has now left, was known to play around with something. I could put as maybe something like Santeria. What did I say at the beginning of the email? <laughs> she showed me several pieces of paper showing rituals and spirits and angels to help him. It mentioned dream visitations, how to follow people with energy, and about things attaching to people, and things along those lines. I felt like this explained why I constantly feel watched and followed by spirits. They never intervene or harm me. It just feels like they are there to make me uncomfortable and to watch. I hope this was something that you'll like. It wasn't precisely a ghost story. Yes, it was. But it definitely keeps me up at night. Much love, Alejandra. Spooks. I'm scared. I have I three things. never have any problem sleeping. So what? What? <laughs> um, I learned three things in the stories, except I have one question. Okay, what? What's Santeria? Okay, I think it's a type of religion. I'm pretty sure. I'll but will Googling it open up something? Because if no, so, don't Google you're it. Fine, you're fine. Sublime sings about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was, I was like. Mm. Oh, I thought it was a place. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I think it's a type of religion. Like, like, like either like a rituals or like a type, maybe a type of religion um, or a belief of some kind. But it's like a practice. It's okay. an Afro-American religion of Caribbean origin. Okay. I think that's really all we need to know. It, we... Go ahead. It's a Spanish word that means the worship of saints. Okay. It's influenced with Roman Catholicism. Interesting. Interesting. 2.55? Yeah, 2.55 a.m. Is? Well, 3 a.m. is the witching hour. Why is that? Why? Apparently that's the time uh, when the veil between the living and the dead is at its thinnest. Is that affected by daylight savings? <laughs> I don't know. It's a Why? question that did I'd you like to know. Away? No, I just. I'm just interested. I did last night. If you mm-hmm. consider daylight savings, because I woke up at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. because my cat had a hairball. Oh my god! What if it wasn't a hairball? What if it was I'm just trying to get totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. And then I also learned that <laughs> FFS <laughs> is like FFS is for fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm gonna put that into my daily oh, vocab. I just learned that. Oh. Educational, educational, and spookle. Yeah, <laughs> you got it, gals. You got it. You can now put this in the educational category educational. of podcasts. <laughs> okay, do you want to talk about yours? Steps. Abby, get away from the microphone. She was You're breathing, breathing right into it. it. It's actually me. She's like, I've got a story to tell. <laughs> it's Chelsea. She's just like, yeah, I've got something to say. You guys, you got to stop it with all this ghost stuff. <laughs> Animals can see it for sure. Oh my god, my two cats are kissing each other. Everyone missed it. It was so cute. Now Abby's jealous. She's got to be in there. Okay. So, oh, you got me. Spooky.
start telling your story, I gotta get a paper towel to clean this shit up. <laughs> like, can you just play sock? <laughs> I have paper towel. Okay, and we're back. We had to take a pause there. I spilled some guava juice. <laughs> we needed to clean it. With a magic eraser. With a magic eraser. Okay, tell us. <laughs> tell us. Do you want to tell a story? Or do you want me to tell? No, I guess we should start. We'll the start from the beginning. Is always the last thing that I do. Okay. So Let's start off. from the beginning with my story. Okay. Um, my parents have lived in their house for a decent amount of time. Yes. Um, but my mom has always been like, the kind of person who is very much believes in like spirits and people like protecting you yes. things like that um so she always used to basically like be in the kitchen talking to her dad who had passed away and i just like never thought anything of it mm-hmm. so when my experiences started to happen my mom was just like oh yeah you had an encounter it's fine go right. back to like bed and yeah, yeah and deal with it and it wasn't something to be scared of so i never really was but if you're wondering where debbie comes from <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's because no one can be afraid of a Debbie. Right, no, 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 I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing at, I was looking for her phone. <laughs> Kelsey's legs were spread eagle. She's just so bendy. And, and I was like, oh my God. She's I so bendy. Yeah, because who can be afraid of a Debs? No one. Who can be afraid of Debs? It's not like she's like, sup, my name's Deb. Well, I thought it, like you thought a little girl who named Deb, who named Debbie. Ooh, alluding Debbie. to the story. No, I, ooh, <laughs> I um, no, I just find it funny that Deb rhymes with dead. Oh well, thanks Go there. I'm morbid. <laughs> um, You're welcome. So <laughs> the first encounter with little Debs um, was in my parents' basement, little where Debs. little Debs, where my parents um, lived, and I, my bedroom was in the basement. It's just like with my own little den, yeah. and I used to fall asleep to Netflix, but it wasn't Netflix at the time. It was uh, whatever you want to watch online free put locker. Oh, Project Free TV. <laughs> yeah, 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 Project Free TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where I watched whatever One Tree Hill. Watch online free put locker. Yeah. that's literally what I googled. Yeah, still. <laughs> so, <laughs> kids these days will never know. I don't know. <laughs> They yeah, a struggle. I did that the other day with the purge, the one that's like the first purge. It's called. Okay, I really want to watch. It's. I had to stop it halfway through because I was home alone. Was it a bit morbid? It was scary. Oh, and see, I, I really like, like the movies. All these there. people are crazy. Like, I, was <laughs> so upset. I just think it's spooky yeah. that someone had the imagination to think of it. Yeah. That's what I think of the Saw movies, I, too. Who's that freak? Yeah, who are you, you crazy person? But that's not like, my that's friend. A, did you not? Okay, we're going to, okay. I digress. We're getting back to your story, but <laughs> there was, I think that those came from um, a real thing that happened. There's a documentary about it on Netflix, and I can't remember what it's called. It's something, mo- maybe American Monster or something like that. There was a group of people who put an explosive device around the neck of a man and then we're like okay you have to go rob this bank and bring the money to us and then if you get the money to us on time we'll unlock the device and it'll come off of your neck I think and he didn't that. do it in time and he died because so i think that they like drew people with like wild imaginations hear these stories and then they that is crazy they're creative and they draw upon those stories and they make them even scarier or even more spooks spooky anyways go on um where was i oh watching TV oh, in bed. Online put locker. Yes. <laughs> and one thing to note about my bedroom is there are no windows that there could be like drafts or air coming through. I actually right. even have a vent in that bedroom because it was like a makeshift room that they made off from the rest of the space. I remember. Yes. yes. Lots of people have had sleepovers in that room. Not me because I refused. 
Really? You never came home in the middle? Or you... you okay. She refused after no. the Debs. Yeah, I didn't. When we would go to her house for lunch in the middle of the day and we would all nap in and her bedroom. And you mean by nap, you mean Chad would Dutch oven all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Chad. <laughs> yes, this is Chad. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I fall asleep in my like I would any other day, and um, I wake up and I think it, I feel very heavy that something is like I have my duvet. It's a lovely duvet, but that there's something like holding it down on me. Oh, like a weighted blanket. Yes, almost. like a gravity oh, blanket that I keep getting geo targeted on Instagram. <laughs> I need one too. Yeah. So it feels very heavy, and then um, like I'm feeling startled. So I'm trying to remember this, which is years no, ago. Okay. And then um, I feel like someone is blowing on my face, oh, like blowing God. cold air on my face. And it's just like, okay. Um, and I was uncomfortable. I wasn't like scared at the time. I was just like, this could be just like some weird thing that's happening because my family's weird. My house is weird. It's just fine. Um, and then I had double doors to my bedroom and I usually slept with them open anyways because I've never been a fan of the dark. Uh-huh. Um, and I used to leave the light at the bottom of the stairs, which was outside of the door on. So yes. you could always see kind of what was happening. Yes. My dad used to always come down and watch TV anyways. Right. Um, and then I see a figure of a girl who has long hair. Um, she's really young. I don't recognize her in any sense like of the word. Age? Like six, seven, oh six gosh. to nine. Okay. I'll give a range. 69, huh? Just kidding. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> each other thing. Um, and You're doing a great job over there, girls. I was just told to make sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a soundboard. Reaction noises. Don't be told. getting toasty. Um, anyways, so young oh, girl. 69 she has long hair, noticeably long hair. That's straight. And then she's wearing knee socks, which is like a, something that has always like stuck out very much. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a schoolgirl outfit, like Catholic school times, but not yeah. really. I don't like know why specifically she was dressed a certain way. This is like pretty much the only time that I ever physically saw like a person, figure, yeah. whatever. Um, and I just remember closing my eyes and like being like, this isn't real, this isn't real, this isn't real. And then I just remember waking up the next day being like, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember telling my mom being like, hey, this is what I experienced. And she's like, oh, you had like an encounter. Cool. Yeah. And then we just had dinner like it was any other day. And I just remember being like, okay. Yeah. So I didn't think anything of it. And this was like midweek. And then uh, my friend Nina slept over. Nina. 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 <laughs> <laughs> to me. I'm obsessed with her. Um, <laughs> Follow her on Instagram. <laughs> That's right. At Nina Patch. At Nina Patch. <laughs> Uh, she slept over super hot, super hot. <laughs> um, she slept over we were going out that night um, and then the next day we were getting ready for something else it was like back in the day where you used to go out both nights like oh, Friday yeah. and oh my Saturday God, I remember those yeah times. wow um, and I used she to throw a Wednesday in there for Motown and Absinthe as well shout out to asbestos oh my God. <laughs> And that's it for today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we're getting ready again. She opens my my bedroom door to come in and we're just chatting. She's like, I had those strangest dream last night. Like we were in your room and then all of a sudden the door swung open and then sh- and then this little girl was like in the doorway and I didn't know who this was. And immediately I was like, Nina, 
like was she wearing these socks like did she have long hair and then we both start to basically describe the exact same thing yeah um and then that was kind of where that one ended so I always had this one person who always kind of believed that this was an experience that I had had that was happening to me and it all basically happened over the course of like a couple of weeks right um then a few days later, I was getting ready in my bedroom again. Um, and all of a sudden, the electricity goes out just in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, all the lights everywhere else in the basement are working. Upstairs, it's fine. My parents can't figure out what's wrong. So they call an electrician. And the electrician comes in and he's like looking at a breaker box. Um, and he's like, well, the only way that the lights in this in my particular space of the basement um, weren't working is if someone had manually like flicked off the breaker um and I only live with my parents and they had been at work already that day so that was spooky in itself and then there's this experience with you that like still is foggy in my brain yeah it was scary (laughs) oh my god no it was scary I remember being in Julie's bedroom we were sitting on her bed and I saw it looked like you know when like a piece of glitter is like floating through the air it looked like that and then I realized that it started showing up though like it would be like right above Julie's shoulder and then it would move to like above her head and then down like right in between the two of us it's just this little tiny thing and then I noticed Julie she was talking and then she just kind of trailed off and stopped talking completely and then I realized she was looking at this little fleck and I was like, yeah, I see it too. And she just sat there staring at it. And that's when I realized like, oh, this isn't a piece of glitter. It's like a ball of light. It was like a tiny ball of light. (laughs) And then I just looked at Julie and she looked at me and then Julie all of a sudden was gone. Like she ran out of the room, ran upstairs, left me alone with this thing. So then I jump off up off the bed and I ran back upstairs and that's that's basically it. That was all that happened. And that's pretty much it from what I remember of Debs. Debs. And then I haven't lived at my parents' house for like seven years. And nothing's happened to you since. No, so I definitely think it's something that's attached with the house yeah. or my mom. Yeah, it could be your mom. I think it's probably her. Um, but like in terms of thinking about who it could be, I would have no idea where to start. You should like look up the history of the area. Yes. I know. Did your mom have any death stories? No. Nothing spooky. spooky. She talks to her dad all the time. She thinks that he's just like in the kitchen. Yeah, for sure. We do a lot of cooking. (laughs) Yeah. It's quite nice. Yeah. Spooky. 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 Whoa, Kelsey. (laughs) Spooks. 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 Okay. The hometown haunt is from San Antonio, Texas. This one's kind of quick, but sorry, I digress. But everything's gonna be so sticky. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is. Like you're also like putting your glass down directly in front of the microphone (laughs) every five minutes. You sorry, clank. (laughs) I'm a hundred percent positive that's what's happening. Apologies. Listen, this is not like a very provi- I don't have advertisers. It's not like anyone's going to be mad at me. Advertise for her. <laughs> Advertise for her. Speaking of advertisers, actually, I did have to quickly give a shout out to my new favorite podcast, which my friend has now. So I was like, 
super proud of her because she did a really good job but her name is jules and her podcast is called fear and fame and they talk about like ghost stuff true crime famous people and conspiracy theories like the one episode is the conspiracy theory about kurt cobain who knows i love that you should listen to it it's and it's like super well done she asked me like it's called it's called fear and fame and she asked me like what did you think about it? Like the first episode. And I was just like, I'm actually blown away at how well it was done for your first episode. Like she did. Yeah. Congratulations girl. Congrats Jules. So yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to her podcast because it is a really good one. Um, anyways, so this one, that's the one. Yeah. She's so cute. Uh, and I met her through my podcast cause she listens to, I know I told, anyway, whatever she listens to my podcast. So she emailed me and followed me on social media and then we like became friends over That's it. That's cool. Yeah. Anyways, she lives in Colorado. Okay, so San Antonio, I picked the story of Our Lady of the Lake University. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's not the only campus that has been rumored to have ghosts enrolled, but the university's spirits are the most well-known in the area. It was founded in 1895 by the Sisters of the Congregation of Divine Providence. And it is said to still house nuns from decades ago in Pacelli Hall, which is a dorm. The students have also reported unexplained noises as well as items being moved or stolen and then later returned. And over the years, the ghost responsible was nicknamed Jack. So I was like, okay, that's literally all that this article, which was on this um, San Antonio mm-hmm. That's all it gave me about it. So I was like, well, obviously I'm going to have to research this. Because that was like the most interesting one that I could find. So I found one on mysanantonio.com. And the article literally just starts with the words, it's Jack. And I was like, oh, here it is. This is the one. (laughs) Um, So Jack is the kind of story that pretty much every freshman uh, or pretty much freshman year, everybody talks about Jack. Um, And... Uh, I guess they interviewed a girl named Deanne Escobar, which was a senior TV and who has a senior TV and broadcasting major. Everyone says that they experienced the Jack story because they've lost stuff and then it reappears. Um, So her, for her, she says that she likes to say that she just lost something, but at the same time, she sometimes thinks that it could be Jack. No one has ever seen him, but because of his antics, they believe that Jack is a young ghost that lurks in Pacelli, which is a resident hall on campus. He is mischievous, but he is friendly. He'll swipe things from the rooms, but he'll return them when they ask for him to return it. He'll make noises and mimic furniture being dragged across the floor, like the sounds of it. But if somebody asks him to stop, he'll stop making the noises. Um, And then there's this gentleman who's a sociology professor. His name is Mike Smith. And he says, I tell the students to recognize the fact that they're there because that's all they want is recognition. So he's collected 25 pages of documented paranormal activity. He said that him and his friend, his friend Gareth Pendragon, which sounds like a name from Harry Potter to me. um, This guy is a clairvoyant. Of course he is. Have studied on campus ghosts for four years. They think that Jack is an orphan who was orphaned during the battle of the Alamo. Um, and that the only solution that they've come up with so far is that Pacelli is full of young women from 18 to 22 years old. 
um, and that he's looking for his mother. And he's there because every room that they go in, there are signs of pranks being played. Jack got his name because the students used to hear noises similar to kids playing jacks. You know the game jacks? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then uh, someone named Johnny Spraggins, another name that sounds like it should be from... That sounds like a Fraggle Rock character. Yes. Um, who's the assistant professor of sociology, said that he regularly asked his students about the ghosts. And while at first dubious and skeptical, as the time went on, the students started to believe more and more. Um, someday he would like to study the sociology behind the stories, where they came from, who passes them down, and how descriptions have changed throughout the years. And he said, I don't know how this got started, but it was passed on from one group of students to another. It's fun to get together, to get scared. That creates a bonding experience among the students. Pacelli is the main building with the paranormal activity, but he said that work crews on campus have seen ghosts of nuns walking through the building. Mm. That would be no, terrifying. I don't like that. And he, I guess there are eight nuns that are there, and he said that he knows their names and where they're buried because they've identified themselves. And they say they're there to protect the students and the campus. From what is my yeah. question? What are you there to protect them from? Because that is scary. Um, one, the one guy, Gareth asked one why she hasn't left. And, uh, she said that she can't leave because there are so many secrets hidden within these walls. I don't like this. I don't like it either. It's almost done. We're like really close to being done. You better be. Uh, Escobar said that she collected stories of those who experienced the ghost from a, for a class assignment. One female student saw her chair move across the room by itself. Ooh, that just made me think of a second story I have to tell you guys. Uh, and a worker on campus saw a ghost of a nun walking in the hallway. So this girl, Escobar, Deanne Escobar, is a, she self-proclaims as a skeptic, but she said that she goes along with the stories because sometimes things happen that she really can't explain. And she said that she likes being on campus that has this type of atmosphere to it. She loves old buildings because of the way they were made and the history in them. And to her, the history correlates with the ghosts and the stories. She, uh, or Smith said that many students are frightened on their first year, but they quickly learn that the spirits are friendly and others remain skeptics. You can either believe it or not, but it's there, he said. These things do happen. Yes, they do. They do happen. That's very spooky. I just have a quick thing to say. Yeah. We were talking about like spooky things with my family the other day. It was um, mm -hmm. We were just like hanging out at my mom's house. My aunt was there and she was like, don't you remember to my mom and dad? So I have, my dad has two sisters. One of them was at the house. The other one wasn't, but the one who wasn't there lived in an apartment that was haunted. My mom has been there and she's like, you would hear somebody walk from one end of the apartment to the other and then open and close the front door. Like they were leaving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's like, and it would just be like me and your aunt there. Like no one else was there. So I guess the one day they were all there and her sister, my other aunt, made a homemade Ouija board out of, no. like, a pizza box. That's a really bad idea. Don't do that. And tried to talk to it. And she said, and my dad and my mom, who are both, you guys know, they're, like, super, super Roman Catholic. Mm -hmm. And they, like, don't, like, they also believe that anything that's still down here is evil. Like, they don't believe that it's, like, that they're just, like, regular ghosts or whatever. Or they think that they're, like lost or something like yeah. that they shouldn't be here we need to help them pass yeah. on but this one they believed was evil because really? they both they both said they both 
totally vouched for my aunt, which like, okay, I, I don't know how else, like, I don't know how to get across to that my dad would not, if this didn't happen, he yeah, would not he say that it. it did. No, he like, wouldn't. not as a joke, not as a way to scare us. No way in hell would he joke about spirits like mm. this. So he vouched for my aunt and she said that she took her hands off of the planchette and it kept moving around the board spelling shit out and that when she went to put her hands back on it it flew across the room and off of the board no yeah and that's it that's so scary nothing happened afterwards I don't think so. I think it was just... I don't even know what happened. Yeah, I don't think so. But she said, oh, and then... It was like, stop playing, basically. Yeah, and like, she said that she used to hear people whispering her name when there wouldn't be anyone around. She hates it. Or she said it happened one time. But it was happening to someone else, and I'll tell you who it was happening to when we're not recording. (laughs) But there was something that was following someone that we all know around... And it was like whispering her name, like trying to get her attention. And she didn't know what to do. And then my aunt was like, that happened to me one time. And it was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me in my whole life. going crazy. Yeah. Anyways, that's all. Nope. Spooks. Boom. <laughs> you did a great job, Kelsey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. I think that's it. Um. Please, please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> and boo. Please love boo. Uh, no, you can rate, review, and subscribe, but only five-star reviews are allowed. And uh, <laughs> that's it. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. It's at Splendora underscore. You can DM me your spooky stories, or you can email me, and it's adorantm at gmail.com. And I think that's all we have to say. Thanks so much, Louise. Thank you for coming. Bye, Deb. And stay spooky. Bye. Forever. Bye forever.